guys, it's Renee from Throwing Down with Renee and Misha. I am joined this week by Ryan McKinnell, and we break down the Elimination Chamber. We are talking WWE, a little UFC Vegas 48, and we got Jimmy Smith on to get into all of it. Here we go. A big wrestling weekend. We had Elimination Chamber, which yeah. was huge, coming from uh, from Saudi Arabia. You got to see it, obviously, yeah? Yep. Oh yeah. I watched. We uh I, I did the uh the, the weekend busted open show with Bully. We went whatever, what is it, nine to noon Eastern and then uh as soon as uh noon hit Started we went right, right after over that. Crown Jewel. Yeah, watched the whole event. And uh yeah, managed managed to even squeeze in Renee, uh the UFC, although I didn't watch it live because I was out seeing uh Kill Switch Engage. Shout out CM Punk Ooh. uh Kill Switch Engage and uh, August Burns Red at my favorite venue in Brooklyn Bowl uh over the weekend. So I had a great Oh weekend, my god, Renee. how great Fights, is Brooklyn music. Bowl? What a great venue. I love that venue. It's definitely the best venue in Las Vegas. Hands it, down. It, if, if, for, for people that haven't been there, if your favorite band or a band you like is playing there, go. The the layout, the intimacy, the intimacy but more specifically, Renee, the acoustics. Like, yes. I go, I want to hear a show. I want to hear the bass and the floorboards. I mm-hmm. want the highs to surround me. I, don't even get too technical, but the you know what I'm saying? It's a You're good right. Spot. Brooklyn Bowl. It is a good spot. Yes, it is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, so Elimination Chamber was fantastic. Um, I mean, I, I can't really, like, maybe fantastic's not the word for it, but there was a lot of stuff in it that I well, did like. Um, I thought that yeah. the women really got to stand out at this pay-per-view. I feel like they really, really got to shine. Um, and now we, we've got Bianca Belair and Becky Lynch going head-to-head at WrestleMania. How happy are you that that was the final outcome from the women's Elimination Chamber match? Well, I mean, if I was, I was at SummerSlam in Vegas when Becky Lynch, you know, hoisted the uh, the heisted, hoisted, whatever. I guess a little bit of both. A um, little bit of both. The title from Bianca, yeah, from Bianca. In just a few seconds, uh, Renee. That this was the only way they could go. If you didn't put Bianca in this spot, you would have had a a mutiny on your hands. You would have, you know, if Cena wins, we riot. It would have been a, yes. it would have been the opposite oh of my that. Gosh. If Belair loses, we riot. And I will say, you know, as much as I feel like, uh, you know, everyone's very critical of WWE and the way that they do their bookings and whatnot. But, I, you know, uh-huh. I feel like this being a great payoff for both of those women, I feel like they've is boiled down. We've, we've all been waiting for this moment for these two women. And I really yep. feel like at WrestleMania, that is the moment to make Bianca Belair. That's where she's going to shine, I think think that you need to see Bianca get that W at WrestleMania. Um, Becky Lynch is such a massive, massive star. She does not need to have that championship around her waist to continue to rise as a star. Um, and I, I, you, there's simply no way that Bianca can lose at WrestleMania. Then people will lose their minds. There's no way. Please, WWE, well, I mean- come through for us. <laughs> Royal Rumble uh, Elimination Chamber winner, Royal Rumble winner, uh, WrestleMania main event winner in a calendar year, which she's been able to accomplish. Um, I mean, it's it's really impressive. It's really impressive, Renee, and she's a all fan while favorite. making her and, own gear. Like, come on, all while, I'm so impressed preach. by that. 
and, and being one half of a power couple in yes. that company when you talk about Montez Ford. And I mean, you've been in there. You've been at that company when you've been with your SO, your significant other, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Brands get split. Road trips. Like, listen, I have no idea. I have none. But I know stories. You hear about things. That is not an easy world to navigate sometimes. No, it can definitely be tough. It can certainly be tough to navigate. And I think especially now it's really tough to navigate. I mean, I think just given the temperature of everything going on at WWE, that definitely doesn't make it any easier right now. Um, But I mean, I can't imagine anyone in the world not being like, oh, Bianca Belair is an absolutely massive star. Um, So however that kind of shakes out for her getting that moment, and I do think that storytelling from SummerSlam making its way all the way back to to WrestleMania, I think will be really cool. So I think for all of those people that were pissed off that Bianca lost the way that she did at SummerSlam, that this will be the comeuppance and, um, and it will be really impactful and really, really meaningful. And that's what wrestling fans want. You know, they don't, they don't want to be burned by anything else. They they need to see her win this moment. Yeah, wrestling fans and WWE fans specifically, because a lot of the time that that, that carrot gets dangled, and then I the follow up isn't there in the in yes. the way that you would like, right? They have handled to their credit. Yes, there are a lot of sad faces in the energy in Allegiant Stadium when Bianca Belair lost that title at SummerSlam. You could feel it; it was palpable. Folks were. It was hard to come back. From I could that feel because... it from my house. Yes. <laughs> Because Renee, and you know this, she's such a fan favorite, like such a fan favorite. And, and, and there was a great point made over the weekend show that, um, you know, Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair need to be held and put in the same pantheon as Charlotte Flair, as Becky Lynch, as Sasha Banks. They are not only that good. Uh, they're in terms of the future, that is the future of your women's division. Both of those women, 100%. they should be battling for the next 15 years. You could have a I, trilogy with those two, yeah. Renee, that you don't have to do right away. You don't have to do that like uh, uh, Rock and Austin, right? You can space that over, out over a 10-year period. Yeah, I agree entirely. And, you know, it's it's interesting because as much as I know there can be that knee-jerk reaction from the fans that do get mad about why isn't Bianca that star yet? Why isn't Rhea uh-huh. Ripley that star yet? And sometimes there is a little, a little method behind the madness of WWE that when they sure. do finally get those moments and you can really sink your teeth into it and – really give those women the legs to build their careers on because they are in it for the long haul. Um, Another woman that I really want to give a little credit to with this is Liv Morgan. Um, You know, I think in terms of a character and in terms of somebody that you really, really want to root for, she's done an amazing job in the past couple of years, especially given the fact that neither uh, the two other members of the Riot Squad are with the company anymore, but she is there doing her own thing. She's always in the ring getting better. You know how bad she wants it. Also, shout out to that Britney Spears gear that she had Elimination Chamber. It was (laughs) unbelievable. The oops, I did it again. Or or what? Yeah, was that that was it, right? That, that, no, that's it was what the, it was. No, it was. Yeah, was, it was it. Oops, I did yeah, it again. Yeah. It. Yeah. She yeah. really crushed it in the gear. I actually feel like all of the women crushed the gear. What did you think of Rhonda coming out in her judo gi? I I actually liked it be, because here's the thing. Uh, I like the stripped down version because I think that's when Rhonda looks the most intimidating. 
mm-hmm. right? That's how I remember her in the in in the UFC. That's how I mean, even before the UFC, when I watched her in Tough Enough as she was coming up here in Vegas, there were still eyes on her because she was an Olympian, right? Like you yeah. you knew you were watching on some level a prospect that could have a very good chance of making waves in mixed martial arts. Um, so it kind of reminded me of the Olympics. It reminded me of the stripped down version. It reminded me of the all business Ronda Rousey and. It didn't have any of the weird, like, cat eye makeup and some of the looks that Ronda's went with again. Listen, I, I am no fashionista. You can see me on the other side of the Zoom. I am not one of the beautiful people, so I probably shouldn't be judging. Uh, what was she, a Sports Illustrated cover model? Yeah, I'm just saying. I, I like it Listen, when she has that we're not that all denying the look. fact that she is a babe. I, I agree, <laughs> but I do think that there's a way to pull it off in the world. So, yeah. you know... Rhonda's Rhonda. She's in a league of her own. There's no denying that. But I do wish that there was a little bit more of that sort of pomp and circumstance that comes with WWE. And she can find her way to do it. I'm not saying it needs to be the full, you know, WWE diva way. She doesn't have to do the crystals on her face like all the other girls are doing. She doesn't have to go full <laughs> right, glam. Right, right, right. And it's it's a hard line to, to, to find that balance on. Um, you know, when she first came in, I know she has her own makeup team that she works with. And they do an awesome job. They do her braids. They make her look really, really cool. Um, so it's hard to find that line of like, what makes her happy? What looks good on television? Because, you, you know, yeah, I mean, there are times you don't need the full cat eye. You don't need the full thing. Because yeah, I yeah. know, even for myself, there was times when I when I first came into WWE and I wasn't really, like, I wasn't comfortable with wearing a ton of makeup myself. I wasn't really sure how uh-huh. that went. I was like, this isn't for me. This feels weird. But then I would see myself next to the other girls completely decked out. And it just it doesn't translate the same way. It's it's weird. So you got to kind of find that balance for for what works for her and what also like reads well on camera. I would say. So there well, you go. You're <laughs> well. No, it's it, it, you know it makes complete sense because we are. I mean, we're dealing with characters, right? You're dealing yeah. with uh, you know an, an on TV product, and, and Ronda Rousey is one of the biggest stars in the company. So undoubtedly, um, yeah. I, I I I didn't know she had her own makeup team. That's kind of interesting. But again, it doesn't surprise me. She's been away for years for a reason because she can yeah. afford to be away from this and live yep. in Hawaii and be with Travis Brown for yes. a reason because that woman's rich. And she uh, goes I, I off hope, grid. I hope. She does her browsy acres thing. And <laughs> yep. I love that she yep. can just peace out, come back when she wants and does her own thing. Yep. Um, we got to talk Brock yep. Lesnar here. We got Brock Lesnar, Roman sure. Reigns champ versus champ at WrestleMania. What did you think about Brock uh, dominating in Elimination Chamber? Well, I, uh, I, I said it was going to be a squash match. I made a bet with... Mm-hmm. Uh, with Bully on Saturday, and it was supposed to be under three minutes, but in a very unheel-like move, he still uh, offered to pay off our bet, even though it was over four or over three minutes. So, uh, thanks to Bully for that. Um, but I was right. I mean, it was it, Renee. That's. I mean, okay, it was over three minutes, but he Goldberg Goldberg. Right. He did what he said he was going to do, and that's what I thought yeah. he was going to do because for me, that needed to happen. Because yeah. you needed something, you know, Roman Reigns is in quote unquote God mode, right? It was, I appreciate Bill Goldberg doing the job like that. I appreciate him going out there and, and taking the L away the way he did because it builds that juice and that momentum and that that energy around that champion versus champion main event. Mm-hmm. Because, Renee, you know this, we've seen this before. It's a stale matchup. 
Now, we haven't yeah. seen it as route Roman in God mode. We haven't seen it with top-knot babyface Brock, right? Love and we haven't seen it champion versus champion, <laughs> but we've seen this before. So you got to make it feel as different as possible. And I think uh, running over Goldberg was a way on some level to accomplish that. Yeah, it's funny. I feel like that was something that I kept seeing on Twitter to being like, ah, lazy booking, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, I, I do think yeah. it's going to come down to like, how can we add that extra spark? What's that other layer? We've got a couple months still until WrestleMania to yeah. get there. And I don't doubt that that is going to happen in some capacity. It's it's bound to happen. I mean, you have the two tippy top performers in the company. Um, all the attention is going to be put on making that match an absolute banger. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I am kind of looking forward to seeing what those two dudes are going to do. Main event is for sure. We got two nights of WrestleMania, right? One main event has got to be Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, and then the other main event has to be Charlotte and, and Ronda, right? And I think that the second night, or whichever night happens to be, would yeah. be main evented by um, Becky and Bianca. I give yeah. them that spotlight. I think so. I think so. But here's, I mean, I think, I think whichever way that happens, maybe Ronda and Charlotte were to open one night. Maybe. I don't know. I could see that happening, but you're, you're, Renee, you're paying a lot of money for Ronda Rousey to come back and to be in this place. I, I would assume that you're paying her to close down one of those shows. I'm with you. Like, if you're asking me which one I would rather see as my main event, it's always going to be Bianca Belair. The first show that I did with Mark Henry, I, it was years ago. We've talked about it. It was three or four years ago. It was right when Bianca debuted in NXT. And I found out, I think during the course of the show, that Mark, uh, you know, basically found her, recruited her, brought her over to the WWE. And it turned into that old Chris Farley sketch where, uh, you know, he interviews Paul McCartney. He's like, hey, you, you remember that time <laughs> you were in the Beatles and you wrote yeah. Abbey Road? It basically me turned into me interviewing Mark Henry about Bianca Belair for like a half an hour. Like the uh -huh. woman has been A-plus talent the moment she showed up at NXT all the way through. Yes, she's made improvements, all that stuff, right? But the core was there, and it was very clear to see. So I'm a huge Bianca Belair fan, Mark, whatever terminology you want to use. So, yeah, her and <laughs> Becky is a main event for me all the way. But, again, I go back to the money spent. You go back to the, one of the most dominant champions in women's uh, wrestling I mean, history, yes, Ronda's being paid, yeah. but, like, don't think Becky ain't getting paid right now, too. And Charlotte's got to be <laughs> under a big, fair. fat contract. I don't know what kind of contract Bianca's under right now. But, like, those women are all getting paid. Of course, Ronda's coming in as that attraction, yeah. um, as that special attraction for a WrestleMania moment. I don't, And also, like, what are the terms of her contract right now? Is she going to be kind of in and out and done after Mania? Is she, is she hanging around for a little while? I mean, I feel like she's in mom mode. She's got a four-month-old baby. Can't even imagine not only physically what she is going through. Uh, you know, Rhonda being the, the type of athlete that she is, the type of woman that she is, that uh, uh, yeah. don't, don't be a do-nothing bitch. That ain't Rhonda, obviously. That is not her. So for her to be back <laughs> in there doing her thing and working and, and looking great, awesome, but... At the same time, she did just have a baby. It's hard to be on the road with a baby and be on the road with your family uh, and, and hormonally, even your hormones after having a baby, man. Like, it rocks you for a while. Like, I took six yeah. weeks off after I had my baby, and I am, like, not an athlete. Um, and even the six <laughs> weeks, I was like, oh, my God, why did I not give myself more time 
you need more time than you think. And it's hard because you make these plans before you have the baby for when you're going to be doing things, uh, not knowing how much it's going to actually rock your world. And then you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> yeah. I already agreed to doing these things. And I'd rather just be at home with my family right now. So it can be uh, it can be tough out there. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, that's a question I'd like to put out to, uh, to you guys listening. Who do you think should be the main event of both of those nights of WrestleMania? Obviously Brock and Roman are going to be one. What do you see that other night being? Um, we never got to talk about Lita and Becky. I mean, we talked about Becky. We've already moved on to Becky at WrestleMania, but let's just run it back really quick to this weekend at Elimination Chamber, because this was a huge moment for Lita, I believe the announcers um, said that it w- has been 16 years since she has had a meaningful match like this for her to have the championship match uh, like her and Becky did. They yeah. had time in their match. There was some great storytelling within their match. Um, again, I mean, they, they just they looked great. You could tell there was like really great chemistry between the two of them out there. So I thought I just thought that that was a really great way for Lita to have that moment. Um, I don't feel like she ever really got that big moment from WWE that she maybe deserved. So it was really cool to see her get to come back, have this like legit bit of a run. I don't know what the future holds for Lita. I don't know what she's going to be doing. I don't know if she is she on raw tonight. I have no idea. Um, but what a showing she just, she looked great. Becky, Becky was great, obviously in there. Becky's, you know, Becky's Becky. Of course, it was good. Um, but yeah, what did you think of of Becky and Lita together? Yeah, no, it felt like uh, we we know how big of a fan Becky is of Lita. You know, she grew up idolizing Lita. Uh, it felt like a love letter from from Becky Lynch to Lita. It felt like it felt like Lita's last match. I hope it's yeah. not because I think if she had like a, a more regular schedule and was getting more reps and maybe worked just a couple of house shows on the way to a big match at WrestleMania, oh my goodness, what the match that yeah. she might be able to put on, it's very intriguing. Uh, but no, I mean, in terms of that match at Elimination Chamber and what we saw, I don't know if... I don't know like what it was. I don't know if it was my expectations were mid for it. Like I was kind of like hoping for a good match, but wasn't sure because as you sure, referenced, you don't know. 15, yeah, yeah, 15, 16 years. I mean, that's a long time to go in there and to have yourself a proper match, but that was a proper match. Yeah. And, and again, it was, and you talked about it was nice for, 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 uh, for Lita to have that final moment and that, that match, if that's going to be it, that send off, as you put it, it's even better that it came against a woman that she influenced so much yeah. that is now influencing the business in just the, the most massive of ways in, in Becky Lynch. Yeah, it's funny. I mean, you saying that it was Becky Lynch's love letter to Lita. Um, when I was watching them um, and just kind of running through the history between Becky and Lita, I re- it took me back to when I was doing commentary for NXT. And it was as Becky was really kind of coming in as well. She had already been at NXT when I first started. We kind of got into WWE roughly around the same time. And I recall one of the, her matches. She was the Irish she last, was the last kicker. kicker. Yeah. Yeah. She was the last. So I remember kicker. her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And she came out and she was doing her Irish jig. But there was she was really just kind of working out who Becky Lynch was at that time. And I remember always drawing the comparison between her and Lita. So to see it come this full circle and uh, and really see 
Yeah, like you said, I mean, Lita has been such an influence on so many of the women that are wrestling today and women that are, you know, women that maybe now didn't even know who Lita was before. Like some of these young girls that are watching at home that could still become that next generation of professional wrestlers and seeing that rub off onto Becky Lynch and then, you know, onward and onward to, to whatever the next generation may be. But yeah, really, really cool stuff. Awesome to see. Hey everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes, and with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show. We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles, so please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. He is the voice of Monday Night Raw. Of course, you guys can also catch him right here on Fight Nation. We've got Jimmy Smith with us. Jimmy, what's up? I'm surprised you got that. Guns couldn't get my name right. He's like, Jake. I'm like, Jimmy. He's like, Johnny. I'm like, Jimmy. It took him four times. I'm glad you guys wow. got it right. Though. Appreciate that. I yeah. got it right. Listen, I recognize I've got nothing but respect for you. I would never mess up your name. Never. I appreciate that. I, that makes fun of you. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, all right. So it's on brand for guns, though. Here we are, Monday Night Raw, right after Elimination Chamber. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are feeling rather jet-lagged today, making their way back from Saudi Arabia. Where are you guys tonight? What town are you guys in? We are at the University of South Carolina. Booyah. Oh, that's where okay. we are. So that's where we're from tonight. And yeah, everybody who was, who was in Saudi is like a zombie today. I, I feel great because I wasn't in Saudi Arabia, so I don't <laughs> have to worry about it. But yeah, everybody from Saudi Arabia is like, Corey's on fumes, but he'll be all right. But by, by showtime, he'll be great. That's that's you know what? That's what they do. They just they keep moving. They're all pros. They will get through it. Nothing a little monster energy drink and a cold coffee can't fix. Um, how was it just to be able to sit back and watch Elimination Chamber this Saturday? I mean, not not being there and, and being they were in Jeddah, I believe. Or Jeddah or Riyadh? Yes. Yeah, they were in Jeddah. They were in Jeddah Saturday. Yeah. And I got to sit in my uh, bedroom and watch the whole thing start to finish and what people don't know, people don't realize, is like for the for the big events, like the big uh, premium live events. I don't know what's going to happen any more than you do sitting at home. I have no idea. But it's so great to like be part of these storylines for however many months it was, and to, to, to get to see it play out in front of me and not have to worry about any of it. I was there, didn't have to call anything. <laughs> it's an awesome experience. Got to do all the setup, and then I get to just be like a fan and sit there and see how everything works out. And it was great. I loved it. It is really nice to have that. I remember even having that moment when I when I first stopped working for WWE and I was like, oh my God, I can like just be a fan for a second. I didn't have to worry about getting my notes right or making sure I was like ready for the next show. It's cool to just kind of sit back and, and enjoy the product for what it is. Uh, but Jimmy, you are on the, your very first road to WrestleMania. Are you feeling it now as things are kind of gearing up? April's just around the corner. The storylines are all starting to come together. We know what some of the matches are going to be at WrestleMania. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's, it, it was a big deal today where it, it kind of hit me because that was the last, you know, premium live event before uh, WrestleMania. So now it's just we're hitting the gas. Everything that happens now leads to WrestleMania. That everything's set up there. So that was, yeah, today was really the first time it kind of dawned on me that, yeah, there are no more roadblocks. There are no more, okay, this until that. No, it's WrestleMania from here on out. Never been a part of it. Never experienced it. Never been to one. 
Uh, so it's all kind of catching up to me at the same time. So it'll probably hit me big time after this Raw tonight because here's where we kind of kick things off. And then it's, okay, X number of weeks till WrestleMania. So it hit me today. It'll really hit me at the end of the show because I'm in, you know, I've been in, un- in uncharted territory for like a year. And so this is another I one of those things. I cannot believe. That totally started, yeah. I can't believe yeah. that your very first WrestleMania you're going to be calling matches. You've never even been as a fan? That's crazy. Never been to a WrestleMania. The first WrestleMania wow. I am going to go to is a two-day WrestleMania that I will be calling. <laughs> yeah. So vocally, vocally, how are you preparing for this? Have you been given any advice from, you know, Michael Cole, <laughs> Corey Graves, Saxton, any of those guys? I mean, the, the good news is, Fortunately, coming from the combat sports world, it's not that different. You know, you hit the same kind of high notes, you hit the same kind of tone, um, and, you know, you, it takes the same kind of lungs and everything. I remember before my first show, um, you know, Michael Cole's been, been outstanding. He's been kind of a mentor this whole time to me. And he goes, Hey, remember, man, it's a three hour show. And I looked at him and I go, I do one of those every day by myself. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. Okay, all right. Like, you know, yeah. I go, UFC is six, seven hours. People don't understand, like, the prelims and then, you know, yeah. like, the time was Facebook prelims. They're, they're like six, seven hours, man. Like, three oh hours is a long gosh. time. WrestleMania's long. I've been through a lot longer. So, I'm, I'm not worried about my voice. I'm not worried about anything physically. That's like the release, man. So, your bladder like, stamina yeah. is good, then, is what you're telling me. Dude, I bring a bottle, <laughs> right? Empty bottle. I'm like, Corey, just take it for a minute. I'm going to relax for a sec. You know? Cool, you know. Cool. I got a bottle. I got a bottle. Everybody, I'm good. Don't need a bathroom break. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay, so as some of these matches are shaping up for WrestleMania, what are you looking most yeah. forward to being able to call and put your voice to to be able to tell the tale of these massive uh, matches? Man. Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch has got to be, I mean, kind of the, 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 the potential of that match. Not only are they both incredibly physically talented, they're great storytellers, they, they know every aspect of the business. There's, I, I like stakes, it's for the title. I like contrast, it's the old veteran who's never lost, I've never lost my title in the ring, versus Bianca Belair, whose run basically started last year. You know, and then, of course, there was SummerSlam, where all unraveled incredibly quickly. There's that story. They all kind of come together in one match that decides everything. So that's the one right now sitting here. Remember, we don't know all of them. We don't know everything that's going on. That's the one I'm looking forward to most. And that's Raw, so I'm calling that one. I can't wait for it. Jimmy, uh, another match that is obviously on the card is that champion versus champion match with uh, Brock Lesnar taking on Roman Reigns. Now, uh, you and I, Jimmy, we've we've gotten a lens through Lesnar from both uh, sports. Yeah. Obviously, we followed him closely in mixed martial arts in the UFC, and then obviously now you're following him even more closely uh, ringside on Monday Night Raw. You got uh, eyes I, on I, that I top like- knot. Yeah, the top knot is looking uh, quite, quite, quite stylish, Jimmy. Yeah, no, I mean, but but to, to Renee's point, top knot Brock. Hey, we haven't seen that version of him before. We saw a different version of him in the UFC than we did in WWE. Um, I always remember those UFC fights just being uh, a cut above the rest, Jimmy. Like the the energy, the vibe, the room got hotter. Uh, people got excited. The same thing applies to Lesnar in WWE. What are you expecting? Yeah out of that match between those two monsters. Well, exactly what you're talking about. Like, there are certain people yeah. who are different. You know, when you, when you, when you, I don't care what, what you're saying you're into, right? If you're listening to this, you probably do pro wrestling. But 
whatever thing you're into, if you're into academics and there's a professor that won a Nobel Prize, they walk in and it affects people, right? It's, oh, my God, this person is huge in their particular field, their particular you know, genre of whatever it is. And you talk about that whole they lit up a room or they magnetize you. You couldn't look away. And in this case with Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar, it didn't matter what environment, Ryan, we were following. I, I saw him at, at, at Minnesota, and he pinned a guy named Wes Hand from Iowa in his Minnesota debut, just cradled him up and stuck him, and ended up meeting in the national finals two years later. And at that time, we all went, what the F is with this guy? I'm not joking. Like, in, in the amateur <laughs> yeah, yeah. World, we went, holy God, where did this monster come from? So I followed him since, like, 1998, and back wow. then in college – we were watching him going, dude, what is this sea beast who's just picking guys up and just mauling them? Where did he come from? What's he doing? What? So he's always had that magnetism. And Roman Reigns has the same thing. And rarely, rarely do we get that. Rarely do we get that, you know, Hulk Hogan, Andre moment right? where, where we went, I don't know who's bigger. I don't know who I can't turn away from more. And we're going to have that. That's amazing. Um, taking things back to Elimination Chamber, Ryan, you and I, I meant for us to talk about this earlier. We can talk about it now with Jimmy, but man, how about that moment with Madcap Moss and Drew McIntyre? Ooh, that like scary yeah. bump that, that Madcap took. Um, it's, it's always so scary watching things like that, but um, is there any kind of an update on Madcap that you can tell us about or... Do we know anything? I, I don't mean to put you on the spot about that. No, no. I, I literally don't know. I haven't heard anything. There also hasn't been a, man, it's bad. Stay away from that or anything like that. I don't think it's if, – if it had been bad, I would have heard about it. If it has been great, I would have yeah. heard about it. And I haven't yeah. heard anything either way. Um, when I saw when I saw Austin Theory get launched, I yes. was like, oh, my, that is a – you know, it's a bump and a half. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. He, you know, he took it well and everything was great. But <laughs> I get the same feeling you did where yeah. I'm like, whoa, that is a bump and a half. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, what about that Johnny Walker knockout, too? I mean, we want to talk about some nasty moments. We might as well bring that into the fold, huh? Yeah, it, it was one. I'm like, dude, he's got memed. We called it getting posterized when I was a kid, <laughs> yeah. right? Ryan, you remember getting posterized, right? That's still kind of a oh, thing. Yeah, I don't know if sure. kids still have posters. But you got posterized, right? Somebody dunked right over your face. You got their testicles <laughs> in your mouth. Jimmy. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's exactly Jimmy, what Jimmy, Jimmy you, got, you got NFT'd. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you got memed. You're going to be a meme from now on. And uh, Johnny Walker got memed. And the, the one thing that I keep hearing, I keep feeling, I saw it myself is I, I, I don't mind his shtick, his, like, carefree thing. And, like, he, he had a right. thing where he was eating pizza afterward, like, I'll be back. You should care a little bit more. You just feel like he's that physically talented guy and – you know, funny angles, and he's he got good length and had good power. He could have really been from the great, but he doesn't seem to take it as seriously as we want him to take it. And when you get knocked out, it's like, oh, it's no big deal. It's like, dude, we want you to care a little bit more. And I, I don't know if he takes this sport seriously enough because he just got wrecked. I mean, that's it for him mm-hmm. at the elite, elite level, and that's sad considering the talent he brought in. Yeah, it's just like that dangerous aspect of it, too. It's like sometimes some magic can happen when you have like a case of the fuck it, but it can also yeah. uh, it can be detrimental at the same time as well, depending on which uh, which side of the level you're kind of on at that point in your career. So maybe it's time to, to get a little bit more serious there and not just let stuff yeah. roll off your back like that. Um, it's completely taking a sidestep here, but your um, your co-host Corey Graves, have you seen the trailer for his new reality show with Carmella? Looking sexy, yeah. Right? <laughs> huh? 
Huh? It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I've known him for so long that I'm like, dude, I can't see you like that. I need to like wash I'm my like, eyeballs out. Uh, all right, okay. Like, dude, I got all of those things. Literally, you know, they all get sent to me or whatever. Like, I follow them and all that stuff. I'm like, man, bro, you know what I'm talking about? Where's your OnlyFans? Gonna sign up for that one. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, make well, some oh, yeah, money. Man. Why not? Get out there. Whatever. I'll, whatever. Whatever. Not even weird. Not even weird. So, <laughs> yeah, I've been looking at that. And I'm really curious how it's going to work out. Of course, I, you know, I work with Corey um, every Monday night. And then Carmela's here all the time. And, and uh, to see how they interact and what's going on with that. I have a little bit more behind the scenes though because i know Corey, and we're in the locker room and he'll talk about what's going on and what they're shooting what they're seeing i can't imagine that's my personal hell is a camera mm-hmm. crew invading my life and you know just just having to to deal with that all the time and and you know not having any dude, what we do is difficult enough as it is you know being on raw and then he's got his podcast and all this stuff and then it's, it's a oh, lot I, you know they they film me coming home and i'm like dude He's a dad, too. He's got three kids on top of that. Like, it's like it's nonstop. Like, there's always stuff going on. Yeah, that's the part that I cannot fathom as a person who values his privacy. I cannot imagine that at all. Well, I'm I'm not going to lie. I'm definitely looking forward to watching it because I want to see what kind of shenanigans those two get up to. But keep it PG, Grace. Put your shirt on. But you don't don't see it that way. That's cool. All right. Sure. Sure. I believe you. (laughs) I believe you. No problem. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, okay, Monday Night Raw tonight. Is there anything that we should look forward to tonight that, that uh, we can know about? Oh, there's so much to look forward to. It's unbelievable. Uh, we're going to be, of course, you know, honoring The Undertaker. I think that's huge. My first Hell thought yeah. when, when hearing about, you know, you know, he's being inducted in the Hall of Fame, I was like, dude, he's not there yet? I mean, he's an icon. And, you know, it's, I you know, know. X number of years of eligibility, all this stuff. But I was like, wow, I mean, that's. Unbelievable. When they say first ballot Hall of Famer, they essentially mean The Undertaker. That's oh, what we yes. mean is The Undertaker. And then it's going to be fallout from Elimination Chamber. You know, it's going to be all the names that were there, where they're going now, uh, who's in shape to do something, who's not in shape to do something. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's going to be all those. And so it's always interesting to me, you know, having just done this for the first time a year ago, uh, post like these big – you know, premium live events, right? These, these, these the big best. events we've been leading up to forever. How does everything reset and where are we going now? I am just as curious as all of you, but it's a lot of it's going to be fallout from Elimination Chamber and who's ready to go and who's not. Hell yeah. Well, I cannot wait to, uh, to be watching. We'll hear you on the call. That's all going down tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You guys can catch it over on Peacock. Here, Jimmy Smith. Thanks for I'm hanging huge. out with us. I'm huge. It's really all about me and my voice, but there will be people <laughs> performing other than that. All right. Appreciate you guys. See ya. Throwing Down with Renee and Misha is part of the SiriusXM Podcast Network. The show is produced by Michael Russo and Kelly Murphy. Sound designed by Nari Balin. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. Sirius XM Podcasts.